After looking so good for the past 10 games, why did the Pelicans struggle against the Sacramento Kings? It comes down to one thing that was compounded in multiple ways. I'll explain in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, day after the Pelicans lose in pretty bad fashion to the Sacramento Kings, 121-103, and they're back at it tonight against Memphis Grizzlies, who won, and that compounds things even further. We'll talk about that in the third segment of today's show, but I want to look at this game in particular. Two areas that really lost the Pelicans this game that they can make some adjustments on and not have to deal with this going forward because that would be good because every game matters for the Pelicans going forward. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash NBA and get on your way to being your best self. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team completely free. No one else coming to you like this. If you need a better endorsement than this, I don't don't know if I have one. Antonio Daniels, friend of the show, he's been on here a number of times, came over to talk to me before the game. We talk every game. Saying, man, he loves the show, listens in on the show, thinks it gives good insight that's not like hot takey or things like that. Love to hear that from AD, so I appreciate him with those kind words. Means you should subscribe wherever you get your podcast and support the show. Best thing you can do with that, comment down below on YouTube. So let's get into the Pelicans lost to the Kings. Again, 121-103. They just kind of got blitzed early for the most part, particularly in the second and third quarter, and just never were able to kind of overcome around a 10-point deficit at that till it kind of ballooned a little bit late. But it didn't start that way because Brandon Ingram came out of the gate looking Sharp, leading this Pelicans team, and in that first half of the first quarter, so what is that, the first eighth of the game, he looked really good. And in the first quarter, with the Pelicans kind of giving up their quick early lead late in that period, you had Brandon Ingram with 14 points. And then the rest of the way, the Sacramento Kings made an adjustment, and they refused to let Brandon Ingram beat them. Finished with 22 on the night. He had eight more points over the final three quarters. You heard me say something right there. The Sacramento Kings adjusted and took away Brandon Ingram and kind of dictated the rest of the game. That's what lost the Pelicans the game, their inability to adjust. And this was in multiple areas. The lack of adjustments, the lack of trying to dictate the game or counter the counter, things like that, however you want to put it, is what lost them this game. When the Sacramento Kings were throwing two guys at Brandon Ingram and shading him with a third, finding a way to get guys cutting off ball, getting the ball down low and scoring would be great. Or run your offense through Jonas Valanciunas at that point in time. Valanciunas finished with 13 points on the night, but looked really good. And when you start to look at their individual plus minuses, he was one of the better Pelicans when it came to that, especially out of the starters. Try and establish him a little bit more. Pelicans didn't do that. 
and they struggled to score for the most point uh, for the most part in the th- second, third, and fourth quarters. And against the Sacramento team, you're going to have to score 26 points, 22 points, 23 points, one quarter of 30 or more isn't going to get it done against the team that has one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best offense in the league. The lack of adjustments of finding offense really hurt this Pelicans team. This is where if they have a healthy Zion, that would be kind of fixed. But running that Brandon Ingram and four defensive guys lineup doesn't work all the time. It works when Brandon Ingram is getting a little bit of help when he is playing like a superstar, which he's done recently. But this did revert into Brandon Ingram kind of just dribbling the air out of the ball at the top of the three-point line, being like, oh, I got to do something, and then trying to drive, and there's just no room for him to go. And he's not great at making those interior passes because there's just bodies in the way and it leads to turnovers. He had seven on the night in this one. That's where this team got in trouble. They kind of had just gotten away from a lot of the offense that made things work well for them the past eight games or so. They were seven and one in the last eight going into this one. Get the ball to Jonas Valanciunas early. You saw CJ McCollum with the ball in his hands a lot and he did not have a good night. Six of 19 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, 12 total points. That's real bad efficiency. But we've learned that he's not best with the ball in his hands, but there was a lot of time, you know, no one was moving and he just felt he had to try and do something. He shouldn't take some of the shots that he takes, but at the same point, if no one's doing anything else, I guess, maybe, that's the way to go. And we've learned that that just doesn't work for the Pelicans. So not being able to kind of make adjustments when it comes to that, I do think really killed New Orleans in this game. This basically looked like they just reverted, that they were really not good when they were out there on the court. This reminded you of what they looked like post-All-Star break when they dropped Trey Murphy from the starting lineup. That really just didn't do any good for the Pelicans whatsoever and they just kind of went away from everything that worked they just didn't really have a counter or seem ready or prepared to counter the Sacramento Kings this game even in the third quarter when it was about 10 12 points seemed winnable seemed like it could be won if they just cut some things out but those turnovers which come up with the lack of offense kills this team and the Sacramento Kings punished them Sacramento Kings who are a great offensive team got 23 to uh, points off of 13 turnovers for New Orleans. You're just not going to win games when that's the case. You know, New Orleans would drive into traffic, whether it was Trey Murphy trying to get the ball down low a little bit, and they would just get their shot blocked or contested by the Sacramento Kings. And they just weren't able to kind of establish, establish any sort of dominance in the paint. And when all of a sudden teams are running against you, the defense can't get back, can't get set, can't get turnovers. But the defense was also a problem because they just didn't seem ready, didn't, weren't able to adjust to what the Kings were doing. Let's talk about other failed adjustments coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by eBay Motors. I love this. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage. Look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. I work 
work on all my cars. I have an old classic car that I'm working on now. I've ordered parts that they say is going to fit, doesn't fit, and now I'm out the money with this thing that's just not going to work. Had that issue with a water pump. With that eBay guaranteed fit, you get your money back and you don't need to worry, but it's also going to fit. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all. No one else comes to you like this, completely free, giving you the analysis that you want to hear, the inside information you want to hear at times too. And it's still going to be a fun close to the season for the Pelicans. They're right in the mix. They should still be in the play-in tournament. Subscribe, support the channel, tell a friend about the show as well. So let's keep talking about the Pelicans and their 121-103 loss to the Sacramento Kings. Lack of adjustments is what lost them this game. Lack of adjustments to find offense, but also lack of adjustments on defense. Keegan Murray went out and scored 21 points for the Sacramento Kings on 7 of 10 shooting from 3. 7 of 10 from 3. And the Pelicans repeatedly Let him be wide open. This was frustrating. There were a number of shooters that they just kind of left wide open and those guys would make their shots. Davion Mitchell was one. Malik Monk was one as well. And the Sacramento Kings shot 40.5% from deep. And that's after missing their first five or six threes to start the game. If they even shot 50% there, this number looks way different and it's closer to 50%. That's kind of unacceptable. This is... What, let's let's bring Antonio Daniels back into this. Know your personnel. He says that all the time on the broadcast, and the Pelicans just did not seem aware of that. What they were doing defensively was really tr- worried about the interior, about Demonis Sabonis and what he was going to try and do. They would get him the ball kind of around the free throw line, and you would see someone from the Pelicans who was supposed to be guarding the corner three-point shooter or an outlet man, whether it was on, anywhere on the perimeter, really, Take a couple of step off there, guys, to get close to Sabonis, but not close enough where they're actually able to do anything defensively. And that left a Pelicans defender in no man's land basically every time. And all Sabonis has to do is just toss the ball out to a guy, and it's a wide-open three-point shot. And this happened repeatedly, particularly in the second and third quarters, which is where this game got away for, from the Pelicans. You would think that after a quarter, it was like, okay, we can't have guys just kind of on an island, nowhere on defense, not able to play help defense or get out and contest a three. And that just kept happening. Adjust, adjust. I don't know what to say. Make some adjustments and stop letting a guy who'd made five straight threes, basically shoot even more. At times you saw the Pelicans going under screens and giving Keegan Murray space. He's made a bunch of threes. Try and contest it just a little bit more. That is such a frustrating thing. This game was about a lack of adjustments for the Pelicans. There were times, other the other adjustments were ooh, like hustle plays. The Sacramento Kings got way too many points on second chance opportunities and offensive rebounds. They had 19 second chance points in this one compared to just 13 for the New Orleans Pelicans. And yeah, that's a good bit. They had 11 offensive boards. That shouldn't happen. So this, 
I was talking to some people before the game, and I said one of the you know the big keys to the game and how to win this game or lose this game is how they kind of manage the balance of Jonas Valanciunas and Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. can defend Sabonis pretty well. We saw at the previous home game between these two teams where he shut him down. So you need to establish Jonas early, but you also need to get Nance in there to be able to defend Sabonis to try and limit the offense for the Kings. But when they went with Larry Nance Jr. out there, and he forced Sabonis into a nice travel early on, and then they left him out there, and they started getting killed on the glass by guys like Alex Len and just others. And that should not really be happening. And that was a big part of the problem was they would stay small for too long and not get Valanchunas back in there. Valanchunas in this one was a minus one in 27 minutes. And then you have Larry Nance Jr., undersized. I love him. In 17 minutes was a minus 20. It it tells you something. They needed to realize that they were giving up offensive rebounds, second chance opportunities that were turning into three-pointers and get Valanciunas back in the game or pull Larry Nance Jr. or try something different. And the Pelicans just didn't have an answer to that. And those kind of stretches and runs went on way too long. Way too long. And that was a big part of why they lost this game. You need to be able to adjust in the moment and see what's working and isn't and get the right guys out there. Pull lineups that just don't have the offense for you to score. Pull lineups that are too small and that are getting burned. Alex Len should not be killing folks. And he was killing this team. Man, come on. Come on. You shouldn't let an Alex Len lineup beat a Brandon Ingram lineup, but because you had just four defensive players out there that couldn't even rebound, it did. That's hugely disappointing. Hugely disappointing. But look, the Pelicans aren't out of anything yet. They're right in there. They could still get the sixth seed and be out of the play-in tournament. But this game changes things all of a sudden. When you look at what happened around the rest of the league, this could really make the Pelicans next couple of games tougher. Let's talk about that. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. There's kind of long-term repercussions, not long-term, like week-long repercussions, end-of-the-week repercussions for the Pelicans here, next couple of game repercussions for the Pelicans here. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored, threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You want to take Trey Murphy over 15 and a half points? Did that and had 17 in this one. And the Pelicans to win or lose? You can do it, get paid even more. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. It's going to come down to the wire. I'll keep you up to date with all of the stakes and everything. And by the way, 
We should be getting an update on Zion Williamson, like an official update uh, Wednesday at some point in time. They did say, Will Green did say it would be ideal if he practiced. They really like him to go through a practice or two before they play him in games. That goes for every player. Will Green said it's ideal if he would go through a practice. They have one more practice Saturday before the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll see if he practices or not. Or if they just decide he can play because, I don't know, it just seems like it should be pretty easy to integrate Zion Williamson back into a game, into the lineup. But look, you never truly know with these sorts of things. So we'll wait and see. We should get an update tomorrow. We'll talk about that probably briefly, depending on what it is, in tomorrow's show, which is also going to recap the game against the Memphis Grizzlies. But here's the thing. The Grizzlies won. The Sacramento Kings won. They're separated by two games in the standings right now. The Memphis Grizzlies, playing on the second night of a back-to-back, are probably going to play all of their guys, knowing that if they beat the New Orleans Pelicans, they more or less lock up the second seed. Denver lost, which also means they're only two games back of the Nuggets. So all of a sudden, a game that it looked like maybe the Memphis Grizzlies would rest some players, uh uh-uh. They have a chance to lock up the second seed and put a little bit of pressure on the Denver Nuggets for these final couple of games to maybe push for the one seed as Denver has been struggling a little bit and the Memphis Grizzlies are playing well. They're probably going to play guys and that makes this tougher. The Minnesota Timberwolves also won, beating the Brooklyn Nets. They're still right on in this. They have a little bit of breathing room against the Dallas Mavericks, but not a ton. And the Thunder, when I'm recording this, are up on the Golden State Warriors. This is not a great night for the Pelicans. Because it means the Dallas Mavericks are still in it if Thunder the Thunder win. And that means Minnesota isn't safe. So all of a sudden, they need to really try and win. So yeah, you get the Knicks without Julius Randle. But this game tomorrow, Wednesday, tonight, depending on when you're listening, which looked easier all of a sudden isn't. And that final game with Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back with probably a lot to play for in that final game, it's going to come out pretty desperate. New Orleans can't take things for granted. Letting a team like the Sacramento Kings beat you on hustle stats and just have more energy than you, you got to know the stakes. This was a game that would have locked you into a play-in tournament spot if they had won. Didn't end up happening. You got to come out aggressive and tough against a very good Memphis Grizzlies team, a Memphis Grizzlies team that scares me in the postseason, even with a healthy Zion Williamson. We'll look at probably on Friday, what, how we'd like things to go for the Pelicans, especially when there's going to be much more clarity on all of that. So losing here just keeps more pressure on these final three games of the season, where if you had won this, you know, you, you take some of that pressure off. And it didn't break the Pelicans' way. So stakes are high. They need to go out and do their best. And they need to make some adjustments. And they need to make it quickly. Because no one's going to hand this to them. Let's see what they're made of in this game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Not saying the season comes down to this one. But it matters. matters big time. I'm excited. Meaningful basketball this late in the season after some years where we didn't have that. Give it all to me. Playing tournament's awesome. I love this sort of thing. And we'll hopefully get a good positive update on Zion Williamson. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the second night of a back-to-back.